that you join me for another week's episode. On today, I just really want to encourage you to trust God. And that's plain and simple. I really um, just want to encourage and really push that, like just really um, putting your trust in God, the importance of putting your trust in God. Um, And just really letting God be God. Just really letting him get his glory. Like, because he is God, he's going to get his glory anyway, right? So why not let him get it out of your life? Why not let him get it out of your situation? And I think about um, the time I was living with my mom and my stepfather. And especially uh, right before I got married, um, it became very challenging to live with them. I think I was... By that time, I was maybe 25. Um, So it was a couple years before I got married. Or maybe this is a year, this specific situation was maybe a year before I got married. Um, But I remember um, it was a situation over auto insurance. I was on my mom and stepfather auto insurance policy. And um, it was already high because we lived in the city of Detroit. And this was before the auto reform that's taking place now. So it was very high. And, um, but it was cheaper for me to be on their policy than have my own. But it had went up. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm thinking, should I just get my own? But I wanted to look at their policy. I wanted to see, you know, why I went up. Um, I just wanted to know. And, you know, it wasn't like I thought, you know, they were lying to me or or that they were trying to cheat me or get me. Nothing like that. I just, you know, really just wanted to know. Um, and I asked my mom, I said, can you, um, you know, get the uh, letter for me, the policy? I just want to look through it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll ask, you know, my husband. I'm like, OK, cool. So maybe some days had went by and. Every now and again, I would ask, not every day, um, but I remember uh, one particular night, <laughs> I had just got off work, and I had I had worked during that time, I had worked at a shelter, so of course, the shelter is 24 hours, and I had just got off, it was maybe, I don't know, but it was dark outside, and I was tired, and if anybody know me, you know, a nine to five life is really not for me, Um I am not about that life. I am not about 40 hours a week. Um, and it was, oof, thinking about it, it was rough. And I remember, and that's when I first started like my actual career. So I came home. I was so tired. Like I didn't stop to try to get anything to eat. I wasn't about to cook anything. I just came home and I'm like, I'm about to get what's in this refrigerator. So I made me two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Got me a cup of milk, and I probably had a bottle of water, and that was it. And as I'm coming out of the kitchen, walking into the dining room, uh, my mom says, hey, um, babe, can can me see the, remember I told you she wanted to see the bill? And he started kind of rambling through his mail. You know, so I thought he was about to give it to me, nothing deep. 
but I didn't know he was angry. And from he began to express some things and he was pretty much saying like he's not lying. He's not trying to cheat me. But he started going off. I mean off. And I'm not going to say what he said, but just know he went off. And I was like confused because I'm like, ooh, I didn't expect this. Now where did this come from? And I was hurt. Like I was confused. Then I was hurt. Then I was angry and hurt. I mean, I was mad. And I'm thinking to myself, I just want to eat my food and go to my room. Like, I had a long day. I don't I don't want to hear none of this. I, really, we could have did this in the morning looking at insurance and stuff. And, like, he's going off. And I was just about to, um, I wanted to say something, but it was, I just didn't have the energy. I was just like, I'm just going to my room. You keep talking. I ain't, you know, my mouth was... I ain't stuck you. I'm about to go to my room. I, I don't have to take this, this verbal abuse. I'm going to my room. And I heard the Lord say, stand right there. And I'm standing there thinking, Lord, you want me to take this abuse? I don't have to take this. And he didn't, the Lord didn't say nothing behind that at that moment. So I was just kind of like, okay, yes, Lord, in my heart. And I'm just standing there. And I don't know if I was crying at that moment. I could have been crying silent tears, but I was really frustrated and just hurt. And I think he gave me the letter. I don't know if he tossed it to me or I don't know. And it was like I looked, I looked through it. I was just, it was just so much going on in me in that moment. I couldn't even really read through it and piece it out accurately. So I'm looking like, okay, this is the amount. And I'm like, at this point, I was just over it. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, thank, you know, I said thank you. And I think I either gave it to him or gave it to my mom or left it on the table. I don't know. So I, you know, picked up my sandwiches because I was still hungry and I went in my room. Now, when I got in my room, I shut the door and immediately I just began like just crying. And, you know, at that moment, I put those sandwiches down. It was like, okay, I can't even eat right now. And I literally just wept and I just cried out to God like, Lord, you know, um, just strengthen me. And and even so. Well, let me backtrack when I was standing there and just taking it, if you will, like, uh, I felt the Lord strengthen me even in that moment. Because at first it was like, Lord, why are you allowing me to go through this abuse? Like, what is this mess? And when when I just, you know, submitted to God in that moment, I literally felt him strengthen me, even though it was still painful and hurtful. And I still didn't understand why he was behaving in this way or by saying the things he was saying. But I literally felt the strength of the Lord. And then once the Lord released me to go to my room, I just began to weep. And I just began crying out to him and he was strengthening me. And he just started dealing with me and showing me that, you know, he has to fight my battle. Like I have to, you know, literally be still and know he's God and literally allow him to fight my battle. And he was just showing me that situation I passed. Now, look, we had a few situations and I'm going to be honest, I didn't pass every situation. I didn't pass every test. Especially in regards to my stepfather and I. Um, 
you know, sometimes I would say, you know, I never went off the handle too much um, because the Lord always really convicted me. But sometimes I would say stuff, um, stuff that needed to be said. Right. But then sometimes I would say stuff that didn't need to be said. And it was like, OK, you just trying to talk because he irritated you. So now you're trying to get even. So I would say sometimes what I wanted to say. Um, but there, there was even a time where I called myself moving out. <laughs> Now, that was funny. So I was so upset and I just had enough. And I think I was close to getting married or close to getting engaged and married. And I was just like, I'm over this. I'm leaving. Like, I packed up all my stuff, threw it in my car. It was a Sunday. I ended up going to church that day with a car full of stuff. And I was just sitting in church the whole time like, where are you going to go? And I had two options. I called one of my brothers. He was living in Ann Arbor at the time. He said, I could come there, but I was really thinking that commute is going to be rough. It was a commute from Ann Arbor to Corktown, which I didn't want to do. I'm like, I got to drive all the way to work. Then I got to be there for eight to 10 hours, then drive back home, then do it again in the morning. It was like, oh, mm -mm. and then I had the option to live with my grandmother. And, you know, that wasn't going to work. I lived with her before and, um, you know, my, my, I didn't even stay with her for years. I stayed with her for some months and I was, I think in ninth grade. So I was a teenager. So my time there wasn't the best. And, um, I just didn't want to subject myself to that situation, although it could have been different and better, but I didn't even, I didn't even want to see and the truth of the matter was that being at home, at the home I lived with my mom and my stepdad, you know, it was home and it was peaceful. You know, I would have moments where it wasn't peaceful when we would bump heads. But really, other than that, like, I would just go to my room. Sometimes I would be in the living room, watch TV with them, or I would sometimes go to my mom's room, chill with her. But ultimately, I would go to my room, shut my door, and that's that. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed just my peace. And just the um, autonomy to come home, go to my room, and be done with the day. So um, so I just knew moving out wasn't really an option. So I had to humble myself. I came back home. I asked if I could come back. And they like, yeah, this is home, girl, please. They knew I was going nowhere. And I asked him to forgive me. Now, I didn't go and say, oh, you know, you need to... Uh, I didn't say, you know, you need to apologize to me, you know, stepdad. It, you know, it was like, whatever, he going to do what he going to do. The Lord is going to deal with him. But I had to ask for forgiveness for how I handled the situation because I said some stuff. And then I packed my stuff while I was saying some stuff. And then I left for a few hours. Then I came back and I had to humble myself and ask for forgiveness. But all was well. It was good. Like, it wasn't even nothing deep after that. So I thank God for that. Um, but I thank God for those times where I did pass the test and I did humble, even in the moments where I was wrong and I had to humble myself and ask for forgiveness. I thank God for those times because even in that, God was being glorified, you know, when I made it right, God was being glorified when I did it right from the beginning. And I thank God because now my stepfather, and I didn't know he shared, like I didn't, or I didn't know he felt this way about me. Um, he shared with me not too long ago um, that 
he was just like, you know, you're, you're pure. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm thinking of the Beatitudes, like, you know, blessed are the pure in heart, they'll see God. And I'm like, well, thank God, Lord, I want to see you. And I'm like, I want to be, you know, I really want to clean heart, Lord, really, you know, clean my heart. But for him to see that, I'm grateful. I'm not going to just say, oh, mm -mm, you don't know what you're talking about. But I'm I'm not where I want to be still, but I'm clearly somewhere in God where people really do see my light. You know, someone who I lived with, my stepfather, who saw really the good and the bad, right? When I was clowning and I had to come and ask for forgiveness, even when I was clowning, you know, doing my own thing when I was dating different men. And, you know, but still when I, but still when I would ask the Lord to forgive me, you know, give my, you know, recommit my way back, my walk back to God. Like, you know, he was there to witness that. And like I said, you know, recently in the last year or two, he, he would say, you know, you're pure. And, and he said this to me, he said, you know, I would listen to you pray, Nita, and your prayers. He would say, I would just touch him. I would listen to you pray. And he would talk about like how Ultimately, he didn't say these words, but how I would like walk up, right? Like walk, how he would, he respected my walk with God, you know? And like, even when I didn't get it right, but when he saw my level of dedication, like, oh, I got to make it right. I got to, Lord, forgive me. Like he saw that and he always, to this day, he'll say, you're the pure one. Even when, even when I'm getting on his nerves or, you know, still I rub him, you know, the wrong way sometimes. Like if, well, I won't get into that. Praise God. <laughs> But there are just some things, okay, well, I will say a little bit. You know, sometimes, you know, if I ask my mom to watch my kids, and sometimes, you know, he's at an age where he may not want, he don't want little kids around. He's older. I'm a millennial. He's a, I don't know, he's older. You know, we got a lot of time in between us. And, you know, my kids are little, so I know they can be irritating, especially to him. So, and if my mom like, yeah, you can bring them, I know he'd get a little frustrated with me, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. But even still then, he, he still respect me as a person. He still respect my walk with God. But I thank God for that because I could have went off every single time he had something to say and felt in my heart that I was justified. You know, I could have not listened to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I could have said, nope, mm -mm, I'm doing it this way, Lord. And because of that, my witness would have been off. You know, the Lord wouldn't have been able to use me as a light and as a witness for my stepfather. You know, now I can minister Christ to him. I can, you know, like I said, he's older. And I'm like, okay, you know, Jesus soon to come. Or, you know, I want you to get your life right before you leave this earth. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, he can hear it now. And I know he's listening. Whereas when I would try to witness when I lived with him, you know, he really wasn't trying to hear me. He always come back at me with something that I didn't want to hear. But now he listens. He doesn't say much behind um, my witnessing of Christ to him. Um, there was another time uh, when I worked at the shelter as well years ago. And the pow our power had just randomly went out. And I had just got on the elevator. And it had begun to, like, the power was still on. The elevator started going down um, to the first level, and the power went out. So I was, like, stuck in between the first floor and then, like, whatever is between the first and second, uh, the first and second floor. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. But my coworker had just got off the elevator, and um, this young lady, she's very strong. Like, she had just completed 
uh, training that uh, people go through to become either EMS or um, fire firemen or firefighters. So she went through some rigorous, intense training. So she's she really is strong. So she's like, okay, on three, we're going to pull this door open. And I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to pull it open because you're strong. And I know I'm strong, but, you know, she real strong. So we pulling, we trying to pull the door open. It's not working. She's like, okay, let's try again. One, two, three. Uh, no, it wasn't working. So I'm like, oh, man. So she's like, okay, well, I'm going to just go try to get a key. So she's going to look for the ele uh, elevator key. And, you know, nobody could find it. The facilities manager didn't have it. None of the directors of the different programs didn't have it. The CEO didn't have it. They could not find this elevator key. And I'm like, what in the world? So I'm just, at this point, uh, I'm getting a little nervous. And I'm like, ooh, these walls are, look, you know, caving in on me. This space is little. It was a really small elevator. So I'm like, okay, Lord. So I'm just like crying. Like, oh. But I was, I was going so hard. I'm like, oh, woe is me. I was praying, but it wasn't a prayer of victory. It wasn't like, oh, I'm sad. I want to get out of here. Lord, I'm getting nervous. Please get me out of here. And I believe you can do a type prayer. It was like, woe is me. Oh, here we go again. I'm stuck. Woe is me. I'm so sad. But it never glorified God. It never said, Lord, I know you're able to get me out. I didn't care, you know, which way he came. I didn't care how he wanted to get me out. I just wanted to get out. And and uh, so I called my mom and I'm like, oh, I said like, oh, mom, I'm in this elevator. The power went out. I'm like, I don't like a look. I'm getting nervous that the elevator cord is going to snap or something. And I'm like, I, I'm just so sad. And she was a little irritated with me. She like kind of rebuked me. She was like, you, you know, you are a child of the most high God. You know, you serve God. You can go pray to God and you don't have to be all sad. You know, you can believe God. He's able to get you out. And I'm like, hey amen, you right. And then she got, you know, she got off the phone with me. And I was irritated with her. And I'm like, okay, she getting on my nerves. And I'm just like, hey amen. So I was just sitting there still like, oh, well, it's me. Like some of my coworkers were texting me. They were sitting there looking for the keys still. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, I know you're in there praying. And I was convicted because I'm thinking, I'm not praying for real. Like, I'm just sobbing. Just one. I'm really, I was having a pity party. So when she texted me that, I was convicted because I'm like, I got to do better. And I thought about what my mom said. I'm like, uh-uh, let me, let me, uh-uh, let me get this together. So I was just sitting there and I'm like, Lord, you know, you are able to get me out of here. I'm like, Lord, you able. Like, Lord, okay, you can get, like, I'm about to get, and I was like, I'm about to get up out of here. So I was just thanking the Lord for getting me out, thanking the Lord for, you know, strengthening me and changing my heart in that moment where I'm not acting like, oh, woe is me, not acting like a victim. And literally in that moment, he strengthened me. And it was like, faith stood up in me. That's the best way I can describe it because it was like, to take this i'm about to get literally i when when faith stood up and i felt felt that thing i stood up and i said oh i'm i'm getting up out of here in jesus name so literally i just believed with everything in me i was about to get up out of there so i went to that door again and i put that door back when i put that door back one of the shelter residents was standing there and i think one of my co-workers and their eyes were so big, looking like, how in the world did you just open that door? 
And I stepped up because, like I said, the elevator had already begun to come down. So I had to step up and pull myself out, out of the elevator. Listen, I stepped up, pulled out, and I and they said, and I think my resident said, Miss Anita, how did you do that? And I said, Jesus did it. I said, the Lord got me out. And she just started smiling. And I went downstairs and everybody was like, oh my God, Sunita, how did you get out? And the CEO walked up to me and she said, how did you get out, Sunita? And I said, I'm going to be honest. I said, the Lord got me out. Now look, I wasn't trying to be churchy. I wasn't trying to be religious, super deep, super spiritual. Like I wasn't like, I try not to be all extra deep and spooky. Um, even though sometimes it may come across as that, but really, I, I really wasn't. Um, but I really felt led of the Lord to give him the glory, like directly say it was him. And I said, the Lord, I said, I, I said, the Lord did it. I said, because I said, listen, I, when she asked me, I said, I prayed. And after I prayed, I was able to open the door. And I said, before me and I told her, me and the other coworker, we couldn't get it open. A couple of times we just couldn't. And she was like, you know, she just smiled and said, oh, like she didn't have nothing to say. Like she was like, oh, she's smiling. Everybody was, those around were just listening. And every, when everybody would ask me, I would tell them the Lord got me out. And I would tell them I pray. And literally the Lord got me out. And there were witnesses to see it once I, you know, once he allowed me to open the door. And I just thank God for that moment. And I think uh, the next day, it was like this rumor that tried to go around to say, like, one of the directors of the program found the key and opened the elevator and got her out. And I was like, that's a lie. And I'm like, no, the Lord got me out. I said, no, I opened that elevator on my own with the help of the Lord. Like, nobody had a key. And really, I would have been fine with somebody having a key. However the Lord wanted to deliver me, he still delivered me. It could have been a key. The power could have... Uh, could have came back on. It could have been anything. A super strong person could have opened it for me. It didn't matter to me. I just wanted out. And however he chose to get me out, I still would have gave him the glory. But he chose this way to get his glory. And so I went and asked. I said, I'm about to put an end in this, into this. So I went and asked that director who they're saying had the key. And I said, did you ever have find the key, get the key that day? And she said, no, I think they still didn't have the key that next day, is what she told me. And I just said to myself, I said, oh, okay. But I said to myself, well, amen, Lord, because somebody's trying to start up a lie to take the glory from God, but they can't take it. So I just thank God for um, that situation. And then I want to just share one more situation. It was so minor, but it was just so funny and just, it's just still so glorious to me. So when I first started that job, um, I had, I was an intern first and then I got hired on and I had my own desk with my, in my cubicle and my phone on phone. And, um, the phone I had, it was not working at all. Like, I'm like, what is wrong with this phone? So the shelter manager was like, well, I'll come by and help you. So she said that early in the day, she never came by. She was really busy that day. So it was like after five and I was ready to go home. And that whole time I was playing with that phone, trying to get it to work. Now, I never Google anything. I didn't even think to Google, and I, like, pretty much Google everything. So, I'm trying to play with this phone. She never came, so I said, look, I'm about to get this phone to work before I go. And I just asked the Lord. I said, okay. I said, Holy Spirit, I said, can you please let me know how to work this phone, which I should have asked him in the beginning. I said, can you please show me how to get this phone to work and work this phone? 
So he did. He was like, oh, he this is what he said. He said, press, I can't remember all the numbers for sure, but he said, press one pound. And I think one or something else. It was really weird. So I was thinking, this is weird. I said, Lord, is this me or you? Because this is weird. So I just was like, well, let me just do it. So I pressed what he clearly instructed me to do. And it literally worked. The phone started working and worked all it years or however long I sat in that specific cubicle and used that specific phone. It worked. And as soon as it I just thanked the Lord. I said, oh, Holy Spirit, you good. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. So I called um, I called down to the shelter manager office and I said, hey, it worked. And she said, hi. And she said, uh, how you get it to work? I said, the Holy Ghost. And she was laughing. So I hurried up, ran down there to her office and she had another um, uh, employee in there. And I, she said, now, how you get it to work? I said, let me tell you. I prayed. I said, Holy Spirit, can you please tell me how to do this? And I said, he literally told me to press this, press this, and press this. And I said, when I pressed it, it literally worked. She just smiled. She said, she said, well, amen. She said, she said, it would be you to get it, huh? I said, yes. I said, any good. <laughs> we just laughed. And she, you know, she's a believer too. And then the other lady, she just, you know, uh, the other, my other coworker, she was just witnessing and hearing, you know, our conversation and my testimony. And I just gave God the glory in that situation. And I'm like, Lord, you can do anything. Like, he can do anything. Like, any single thing. Like, he's God. Like, he can literally... Fight your battle. Literally fight your battle. Like literally, it's so important to stand still and really know. Be silent and really know that he's God. Let him fight your battle. He's a God who can literally open a door, right? Now he opened an elevator door, but he can open any door, any door, whether it's for opportunity for business, like a job or uh, just anything. Like, he can open the door. He can open the door. When people say, no, you're not qualified. We don't have anything open. We're not, you know, doing this at this time. He has the final say. They can create something for you. He can literally open the door. And he can instruct you on how to do things. Like, he instructed me on how to work a phone. Like, if he can instruct me on how to work a phone, he can instruct me on anything, any single thing. He's God. Like, we cannot limit him. We have to put our trust in God. We can't limit him at all, no matter what it is. We cannot We cannot limit him from a little old desk phone at work to someone speaking against you, someone, you know, coming against you in an evil way or abusive or speaking against you, someone who, you know, is harming you. Like he's able to fight your battle no matter what it is. You know, these testimonies I shared, really these are minor in the scheme of things. Really they are minor in the scheme of things. You know, there are far greater trials that I'm sure you all are encountering that you all have went through. And he's God. He's able to handle it. So I encourage you to let God be God. Let him show you who he is. 
so you can tell others. So you can tell others, this is the God I serve. This is what he did for me. That thing he said he is and he doing in the Bible that we read, you can really tell, yeah, this scripture, these words, this is true in my life. He's not a liar. He's real. You know, many times we have to go through. The Bible says thinking not strange. Don't think it's unusual when we go through trouble. This trouble, the Bible says, comes to test us. It comes to refine us. It comes to purify us. And God is going to get the glory. That's 1 Peter 4 and 12. Believe God that he'll get you out of whatever the situation is. Believe that God is the answer. You know, he said that I am that I am. He's what you need when you need it. He's literally our all and all. He's the, the Bible says he's the ancient of days. He's the first and the last. You know, my bishop, my former bishop would say, uh, he would say, God is what he will be and he will be what he was. I mean, my point is, he's the true and living God. And he's the answer. So I want everybody listening to this particular episode to be encouraged. Know that God is the answer. And I encourage you on today to put your trust in him. So I'll stop right here. And I just really pray that this um, episode really encouraged you. I pray you got something out of it. And I just pray you have a blessed week. I love you. God bless and love, Nita.